With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Ah, uh, my goodness, gentlemen. Hello on a Saturday afternoon. This is cutting into Declan. This is a live, by the way, sort of a live emergency episode of Purple Daily that's cutting into Declan and I watching the pre-show for the Royal Rumble. Okay? I have, oh, I have so no. you know it's important. What do I got? I got 20 – this is the 2019 Rumble playing in the background, actually, as we talk right now. I'm you, guys, watching the you guys are such frauds. Okay. Been ripping Vince for months now. Months. Yeah. And now Listen, you're telling Vince us McMahon's a fraud except for the Royal Rumble and, and uh, WrestleMania. Well, and maybe money in the bank. I'm sorry, guys, but, you know, Purple Daily has to do what Purple Daily has to do. Yes, and uh, and we're here because – well, first of all, uh, we're here because of Surly Brewing Company and because of uh, TCL TVs. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL as you watch Championship Sunday tomorrow. TCL has a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Boys, Jim Harbaugh, according to multiple reports, is set to interview with the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, take this with a grain of salt because I am a glass of red wine deep here on this Saturday you guys. afternoon. But I've been doing some digging the last forty-eight hours or so too, just to figure out. Okay, yeah. So, so John Bacon initially, he's 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 an author and he is connected to the Harbaugh family, and he's the one that sort of sparked this a few days ago, saying, "Don't rule out the Vikings." It was very mm-hmm. specific from a very connected person, mm-hmm. and um, I was just kind of curious, how real is this? What's the deal? And this has advanced pretty, I would say, a lot further today than maybe we thought, just because of. Uh, it escalating to an interview situation. But I can tell you, this is real. Jim Harbaugh, and I'm reporting this, Jim Harbaugh is very interested in the Vikings head coaching job. And I would say the interest, It's. It, I think Harbaugh's interest in the Vikings might be driving this even more than like the Vikings looking to explore their options on their end. The Vikings have a nice list of eight candidates. Some of those guys have already gotten jobs or have got like Dan Quinn back with the Cowboys. But Jim Harbaugh, from what I am hearing, is very interested in the Vikings head coaching job. And according to multiple reports, he is getting an interview. Your thoughts? Oh, boy. Well, first this, of all. Th- this goes beyond, by the way. It's not, though. Reckless. It's not reckless. It's no it's, longer it's reckless crossed, speculation. It's this crossed the threshold, right? Yeah. It, it's like now speculation, but it's confirmed speculation. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, my thoughts are many. First of all, <laughs> this actually, so so we brought this up, I think, really hard this past week because when, when John U. Bacon, who wrote an in-depth look at the, uh, I believe it was the Wolverines 2018 season, like he got access that was phenomenal. Like Jim Harbaugh trusted him. And as I, as we talked about during the course of the week, it's no accident that Bacon started to tweet about Harbaugh's interest and connected the Vikings. Like he didn't do that as a reporter. Like he, he, he wasn't sleuthing things. Jim was clearly saying, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and report it, put it out there. Um, This also tracks with what the Wilfs like to do. They love sexy splash moves. They love headlines. They're from the East Coast. Yeah, Favre, Cousins, Jared Allen trade. Um, When Childress took the job here in 2006, the free free agent class, Moss, uh, that included the poison pill for in Steve Hutchinson's contract was a big splash. The league went bonkers. The league was pissed. So this actually, the interest on both sides, make sense not to mention the fact that Quazy and Jim Harbaugh for two years together I don't yeah. know how much how much actual interaction there was but they worked together in San Fran so this is why like I didn't think that this could be dismissed because there's a lot of things that point to this actually being a very Vikings like move for the Wilf ownership group it really does yeah might not happen, but it still makes sense. Yeah, Dex. Okay, what are your what are your initial impressions? Like, are, are you in or out on the idea of Jim Harbaugh as the next Vikings coach? I'm I'm open to it. I, I don't know if I'm like completely married and jumping at the bit that that he they, that he could be the next head coach of the Vikings. I need some convincing, um, a little bit. But I mean, the dude's been to a Super Bowl. He is very plugged in with quarterbacks. He knows what the hell he's doing there. Um, and look, I don't obviously hide my feelings towards and my knowledge, I should say, towards college football. But I will say from someone who's jumped from NFL to college recruiting, that's that's a different beast. Like coaching college football and coaching NFL are two very different things. But Jim Harbaugh has done both of them at a very successful level. And he's connected with young players. He's connected with veteran players. I know the things in San Francisco kind of got a little toxic towards the end, people could say. Mm-hmm. But I do think he's redeemed himself with how he's handled himself at Michigan and I'm all for a man in khaki pants running up and down throwing footballs at, at U.S. Bank Stadium. So dude, I'm all could about you imagine, this. dude, just rocking the pleated khakis, maybe some cleats? I don't think he wears the cleats on the turf, though, right? I don't Why know. We have to, maybe we Why can verify that. Would he wear cleats inside U.S. Bank Stadium? It'd be I need, great if I he did. No. <laughs> That's the second question I ask him if I'm interviewing him. I think the first one is, you know, what, what, how much money do you need? Because there's a report out there that that he was asking the Bears for like a hundred million dollars over ten years. That's not what he's going to get here. I mean, they're already paying Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman a combined ten million dollars a year the next two right. years just to go away, right? Right. So um, I think, all right, this is really fascinating, and this is this has gone from fun, reckless speculation to an actual real thing. There, the the Vikings have been in communication, and there are a couple other reports too, just to touch on. Um, John Bacon, the author that Judd referred to, who's close with the Harbaugh's, went on a podcast this week and said the Vikings and Harbaugh have been in communication. Ben Gessling is now reporting from the Star Tribune that there's been some initial talks between the two sides, and uh, and there's going to be an interview here at some point in the near future. So I've seen some reaction to this, and I and I want to I want to I want to squash one of the misconceptions here. 
that the Vikings just fired a sort of dictator type, fear based culture type head coach, right? A, a, a drill sergeant type head coach. And Jim Harbaugh can be sort of rough around the edges and abrasive. And uh, while I have never certainly played football for Jim Harbaugh, and I don't know him personally, talking to other people who do know him personally, Jim is one of the most inclusive and team-building, player-friendly coaches in recent NFL history. Things got weird at the end in San Francisco, and a lot of that was due to disagreements with management and some other things that sort of boiled over the surface. Uh in the last year, year and a half of his time there. But he is not Mike Zimmer. He's a much, much, much more advanced, innovative offensive mind, certainly compared to Mike Zimmer. He has won everywhere he's been, college and the pros. And he tends to be, throughout his career, a quarterback whisperer. He's the one that developed Andrew Luck into the full-fledged, you know, number one overall pick and finished product that he became in his career at Stanford into Indianapolis. He turned Alex Smith from a bust and a guy that was going to basically just be a career backup to an NFC championship game caliber quarterback that also, I think, led the league in some categories his second year with Jim Harbaugh before getting hurt, and then Colin Kaepernick turning him into an MVP caliber player. So like I I get that people are like, he's kind of abrasive, he's got a weird personality, and those things are definitely true to some extent. Yes. But he is a much more player-friendly and offensive-minded coach than Zimmer. They're actually much more polar opposites than they are similar. So I just want to put that to bed. And I think he's definitely can be perceived as a shelf-life guy, but most coaches in 2022 are. Like, there's no guarantee that, that if you go with um, with um, O'Connell, oh, he's going to be here for 15 years. Like, that's, that's not the norm now. Yeah. Mike Tomlin is a very unusual case the one thing that harbaugh has the two things one is phil to your point his ability to develop and work with quarterbacks absolutely instrumental and it might be kirk it might be a a draft pick i don't know uh but the problem here was the vikings just fired a coach who did not meet with his quarterback on a weekly basis until year four that's ridiculous jim harbaugh is not going to allow that to happen that, that's not how things happened at any of his stops of like he wasn't not. ignoring his quarter and it, the I mean, opposite. It, it's ridiculous but anyway <laughs> yeah. the second thing is, is this um so jim was in san francisco for four years three of those years the niners were a really good team and and in one they made a super bowl mm-hmm. and if you tell the wolves tomorrow yeah harbaugh's probably gonna flame out after five years but four of those years are going to be good, and you're going to go to a Super Bowl and possibly win a championship. I'm going to tell you right now, the Wilfs will say, where do we sign Jim Harbaugh and how fast? Um, so, like, there are there are potential detriments that we can talk about, but some of, of those are probably going to be detriments with any coach that you go with. Yeah. So this is, like, this this is super intriguing. And, here, and here's the last great point. I found it to leave Michigan right now. It's $2 million. The buyout is $2 million. It's nothing. Yeah. yeah. Like it's next to nothing. So like, there's he, no, well, we, I don't know about that check. That check is easy. If the Wolves want this guy is an easy check to write. Yeah. 
So there's a bunch of questions, obviously, going forward here. And I think let me just let me just start rifling some of these off. I'll start with this. Do you guys think Jim Harbaugh would come in here and be okay with the Vikings potentially taking a step back in 2022 in order to load up, free up salary cap space, maybe get a younger quarterback of the future, et cetera, for 2023, 24, 25? Or would it be a non-starter for a guy like him to to be told, "Hey, listen, like uh, we just we're kind of in salary cap hell here. It's it's just you know it's going to be a minute before you can win." Because I think I think he would come in here, and I think he would say, "I can make Kirk Cousins work. Oh my God, I could." There's another level to Kirk Cousins' game that I can unlock. I did it with Alex Smith. I did it with Colin Kaepernick. I love his accuracy. I love the way that he throws the deep ball, and if we could just get our hands on him like we did with Alex and Kaepernick and Andrew Luck in college, I can take him to another level. I think that's the mindset that he would have. Mm-hmm. But then the front office would say, okay, yeah, but like we're $12 million over the cap. We can't even improve the roster right now unless we start slashing some of these guys. So we either go to Kirk and extend him, and now we're all tied to him for three more years, yep. which I think Jim would be okay with. Or we have to start saying Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith, some of the guys on defense, Michael Pierce. So it's it, it's a tough roster situation right now to walk into. I think he would want to keep Kirk Cousins. So this is a really interesting topic because I think the Wills, if if Harbaugh walks in and says, I, I can win right now, I can take Kirk and, and boost him up, and I can win, the Wills are going to say, oh, my God, that's great. That's fantastic. That's, this is where it gets a little bit dicey because, because the guy who has – Never been a GM before. Crazy is actually the one who has to say, everybody slow your roll here. Like we're over the cap, but he's a first time GM. And and if Harbaugh tells the Wilfs, damn it, 2022, we can make a run. I think that the Wilfs are going to love that. Um, They don't, I don't think they understand taking a step back. Like they should, but they don't. So and I don't think a coach is ever going to walk in and say, year one here is going to be terrible. In college, you know, like with Fleck, possibly. But I don't think a pro coach is going to say that. So I think the Wilfs would absolutely love that. What I would like to know is what Quazy will say privately. Like, like does he say, yeah, yeah. you know what? Um, I would advise this. If I were counseling Mr. Harbaugh, I would advise him be careful what you can what you think that you can do with Kirk, because if he signs an extension, you're going to be stuck there. And I think Kirk Cousins is an outside perception guy, and this is fatal in sports. Of I can fix that, I can fix him. He's you know he's got some flaws, but I can fix him. And I'll say what I have continued, Phil, to say for a long time. In my opinion, when you get around Kirk, he is not a winning player. Um, Alex Smith was a bust of a pick but i think he's a really good guy and i think he had a i think he had the right mentality he didn't have as much talent as kirk and so so jim maximized what smith could do and it was impressive i don't know that kirk has the capability mentally of ever getting to the level that a guy like jim did who again was not as good a quarterback as kirk is that that's the flaw here like the talent is there Getting that talent from that brain is the difficult. Yeah, and it's, you know, man, 
Because you you could also in these conversations, I'm sure a lot of this the roster stuff's going to come up in these conversations. How can it not? Right? Like if you're if you're faced with Absolutely. this huge decision, if you're Jim or if you're the Vikings, you're going to want to lay all this out on the table. And Absolutely. you know the the Vikings are. And, and by the way, I don't. I mean, you know, the Vikings just hired Quazy three days ago, two days ago. I don't know that he's. Do we know that he's talked to all the players yet? Like he doesn't know where Kirk's at. Kirk hasn't said anything in the last three weeks. But you could paint two scenarios for him. You could say, all right. If you think you can take Kirk to a new level and you think there's a Super Bowl winner in there somewhere, then all right, let's do this. We've got to find a way to make it all work financially. We've got to find a way to free up some money to find a center and a right guard. You know, the Vikings definitely need some help interior on the offensive line. Or Jim, or could free up $35 million in cap space. There are probably, now that, you know, there's conflicting reports now, but Tom Brady looks like he's done in Tampa. There's going to be like nine teams yeah. looking for upgrades at quarterback that think that they are just an upgrade away from being relevant or a contender next year. Yeah. And there might only be like four or five options. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, maybe Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. But like the demand for quarterbacks is much more vast than the supply. And so this would be a great offseason for us to maybe get a first-round pick and $35 million in cap space for Kirk. What if... We searched for a quarterback of the future, and then we found you a Marcus Mariota or a Teddy Bridgewater, someone as a one- or two-year stopgap quarterback. Hell, you made it work with second-round pick Kaepernick. You made it work with Alex Smith. There's other guys you could make it work with, right? Like, the quarterback discussion here as it pertains to Jim Harbaugh is so fascinating because you can make a case for both. You could say he's the guy to get the most out of Kirk. You could also say, well, he's also the guy to build a monster roster or coach a monster roster with $35 extra cap space and find a bridge quarterback that leads you to the next Kaepernick, right? I love Malik this. Willis or somebody. Yes, but does, so does Harbaugh – so I, I guess my question is is this, because it's really the Wilfser fans. So if Jim Harbaugh in his khakis and cleats sits down, he is going to spit football truths. And nobody loves football truths like the Wilfs. They love it. They absolutely love it. So my question becomes, Quazy, who, who is still – who is – to your point, brand new. Does he have the ability and the wherewithal? He certainly has the smarts to say, "Guys, we got to stop here." Like, like we here's what we're up against. And I, I get that there's excitement here, and and Jim Harbaugh, my guess is, can absolutely light up a room. But we've got to talk about the cap, the defense. I mean, the defense was awful. The defense needs a ton of work. Um, and, and so so I feel like Quazy has to be the voice of reason and, and calm because I think the Wilfs are like, oh, football, we're back. This is going to be great. We could do this yeah. and that. And Jim is not go- going to say, yeah, you know what? You're probably screwed. He is going to say, I want this job. This is fantastic. So to your point, what makes this so interesting is can Quazy serve as as not a detrimental one, but a roadblock to say, Hey, for 2023, what you guys are saying is awesome. For now, it sounds good, but it's probably not the best path uh, for sustained success, which, by the way, at the end of the day, is what the Wilfs always talk about. Mm-hmm. How do we get to – and I don't think that that means trying to to make the playoffs. I think their ultimate goal is sustained success that sees playoff runs, mm-hmm. which they have not done. I'm going to give you one more nugget here, okay? I'm going to take a sip of this red wine so you know that you, know, you should take this with a – Minor grain of salt, or, or a grain of, or a grain of red yeah. wine, yeah. A grain of uh, 
little cab. I was going to ask Hello? you what. Yeah, uh, what you drinking? Uh, this is a Pinot. It's a little Pinot Noir Pino. here. Okay, a little Pinot right. Noir here. Yeah, right. Judd, actually, real quick before I give you this nugget, what are you drinking there, Judd? It's interesting. Looks like a familiar oh, beer. It's a very. It's outside the box. I rarely do it, and I'm going to go get a second one here shortly. But it's a Surly Furious IPA. It is the. <laughs> it is the beer of champions. You know what? I don't have to parade uh, a different beers in my beer search. My beer search. It ended the day I found. This one, and it's a long time choice now. Surly Furious IPA. Oh. With that, I'll be right, right back. Are you going right to go? Back. I'm going to grab gonna one. Yeah. You oh. don't want to hear this nugget from Phil? Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> kind of I, I, I mean, it's a weekend wait, show. Wait, wait, how long is it going to take you to get another beer? Uh, I got to go out the door. Go ahead. Just right here. No, you go ahead. I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll wait 60 seconds. seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. People okay. in the chat think you have to go take All a. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Judd has left a hot mic before numerous times. Actually, we should mute his mic in case yeah, he goes to the bathroom. Because let's case. just say for the audience that uh, there's been times during uh, commercial breaks, if you will, where yeah. Judd has left his mic hot, and the bathroom is not that far away. Yeah. To peel the curtain back, uh, <laughs> Judd Zolgad has what I he, he lacks what I call microphone etiquette in the business. The business the, the, there is a term that's called microphone etiquette, and sometimes Judd Zolgad does not realize what the microphone here can and can't do, but mostly can't do. I'm back. Okay. okay. So, you know, I think a lot of people are wondering, you know, what the hell happened at the end of that San Francisco run? It was just like, like they went to the Super Bowl, and then five minutes later, it was just a blaze of glory, and Harbaugh's gone, right? And and things didn't, you know, and, and I'm sure if you ask different people, people have different perceptions, but um, I have heard that Harbaugh has, um, he's curious about what he could have done better at the end of his last NFL run. And he's genuinely interested in learning about how he can improve if he were to ever get another NFL job. And I like that. You know, I think, you know, I think a lot of people should probably do that when they get fired from NFL jobs. Mike Zimmer, Rick Spielman, probably a good time to look in the mirror and reflect on, okay, what can, and Rick Spielman seems to be doing that with quarterbacks too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, my sense is he Listen, there's worse things than going back to Michigan for multiple millions of dollars. He's got leverage. He reportedly has a new contract on the table and uh, could easily go back to being one of the three best teams in the Big Ten again. But I think he looks at that job and says to himself, okay, they slashed my pay a year ago. I hired a bunch of new assistant coaches. We rose from the dead. We beat Ohio State. And then we went to the freaking college football playoff. Yep. And then got rolled, right? Because yep. there's just better recruiting grounds in the SEC. I, I just don't know that Michigan's going to be punching toe-to-toe with Alabama or Georgia. I think Jim Harbaugh probably sees that too. Mm-hmm. I think what has happened since then is he's looked and said, all right, didn't forget the fact that a year ago you clowns told me to take a pay cut. You know, whatever. Like, I can still feed my family, but I'm not going to forget that. And then I think he started putting out feelers for the Bears job and the Raiders job. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, those organizations appear to be going in different directions. Than Jim Harbaugh, there was one report that he wanted a hundred million dollars over ten years from the Bears. Also, the Raiders are caught up in this whole John uh, uh, John Gruden contract, right? Right. Like they might have yeah. to pay him the rest of that hundred million dollar contract. So maybe they're not in a position to afford Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the Vikings were his first choice heading into this coaching cycle, but. They are staring him in the face now, and he has an interview. And and I'll, like I said off the top of the show for people that are new to the stream here, 
I have heard that he is very, very, very interested in this Vikings job. And it's um, it's all going to play out probably in the next week or so. His desire to leave college football makes perfect sense. One is he's, I, I believe he, he just completed his uh, seventh year there. And he definitely is a, a guy who strikes me as, as a restless type of coach, which you know what? That's, that's not the norm, but it certainly uh, shouldn't be considered unusual. The second thing is this, the reality of his job. What was that for the first time since he uh, took the Michigan job back in 2015, he beat the Buckeyes this year, which was a huge win. And that's great. But the problem there is with that fan base, Phil index, if you don't beat the Buckeyes, your season considered a failure. Yeah. And, and like, it's not like, well, we went to a nice bowl game. Like, the pressure with that program is probably more equivalent to what the pressure with the Vikings is like. Uh, and at times, depending on the opponent, I think it's worse. And then the third thing, and I think that this is where college coaches, some good ones are going to start to jump ship. The transfer portal and all of, of – these rules yeah, you used to ass, have, well and, and oh. you used to have control right like yeah. you had control of your players but like the, the the advantage was they were college kids who basically couldn't talk back and couldn't just leave they could leave but it took some work yeah. now if you don't like the coach you're gone and and you go and play um for the buckeyes or the golfers and yeah. and so i think the advantages for a guy like harbaugh of making the move from the from San Fran to Michigan are now gone. And so what the hell? If I'm him, I'd much prefer to be paid a lot and coach adults now than kids who basically can control their destination year by year by year. And and plus too, if you recruit now, that's great. But the whole transfer portal thing is a different story. Yeah. So like I would guess that the job now never ends. Like it's always something. Yep. No, the transfer port, uh, the transfer portal stuff is a game changer in terms of being a pain in the ass for a head coach. Like, so I, my quarterback can just leave. Like it's all of it's and and the the nil stuff. Like it's just it's a different world than it was if you signed up a few years ago. Josh Brunner had a comment there a second ago, and he asked, uh, "Is this all just a leverage play for Harbaugh to get more out of Michigan?" Um, no. I'm reporting no, it is not. No, I'm sure like it's nice to get a raise from Michigan again, but I can tell you in the conversations I have had here, and I don't do a ton of reporting on this show, Judge the Resident, former lead Vikings beat writer from the Star Tribune. I'm washed up now. Though. But this is absolutely not just a leverage play okay. to get more money out of Michigan. This is genuine interest from Jim Harbaugh to be the next Minnesota Vikings head coach. What's the – so – and we, we uh, began speculating on this fairly recklessly last week. What do we think is the appetite as well for Harbaugh if he gets the job here to control the roster? Because that's the that's the big thing. I mean, if he goes in there and says, I got to control this thing, I could see the Wolves saying, you know, we, for a month now we've been trying to talk about collaboration, and that doesn't sound like collaboration to us. Yeah. Um, but if he goes in and says, you know what? I'm done with the transfer portal. I'm done with recruiting. I just want to coach football. Mm-hmm. If I'm crazy, the Wilfs, that be, that response becomes much more attractive to me. 
You know, I'm glad you asked that question, Judd. My personal opinion is that Jim wouldn't need control over the roster. I think Jim has probably, you know, with his time in San Francisco and him having a falling out with management there and Michigan, you know, I, I, I honestly think Jim's thought process is that he just wants to coach football at a high level. That's interesting. I also think he pours so much energy into game planning and schematics and relationship building and all of the things that go into coaching. I don't think he really wants to be involved much in management. Now, again, that's interesting. Would you want some input on who the 53rd guy on the roster is? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I don't think he wants both jobs. That's my, that's my opinion. I don't think he wants both jobs. Well, and if Quazy gets to have that say, and there, there, there is, to use the buzzword, collaboration, cheers, by the way, to all out mm-hmm. there. We, we appreciate you joining us on a Saturday evening. Yeah. Um, if you have that collaboration, this is intriguing to me. I, you know, if we're going on the path that you are, are specifying with some very interesting details, um, I think I'm getting more in, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because my fears would all be based on, you're going to have to, Quasi's not going to know exactly w- what he's doing in a perfect way for like a, a year or so. Uh, and if Jim's going to become o- overbearing in a problem, that's not going to work. But the thing that intrigues me is this, man. We've talked about this for months now. The most important, one of the most important things this coach can do is have the ability to put in quality work in developing or improving quarterbacks. Yeah. In- by the way, including Cousins, if that's the decision that they make, I'd advise him not to do. That. I know you do, and I and I I, I mean, would move on as well. This is my professional advice. Free. I would move on as well, but I can, as the number one Cousins hater. Or maybe Judd's number one. I'm not sure. Declan's not know. number one. Declan's I'm not number one. Declan's maybe. I don't 15th. hate any. I don't hate. <laughs> I might be anyone. third, but it's by default. If Kirk Cousins played a full season under Jim Harbaugh's tutelage, it would be the best season of Kirk Cousins' career. Not just statistically in box score, but like uh, the actual impact he would have on the offense. Interesting. Third downs, everything. Um, again, I would. I would move on, and I would find other options. I would clear up $35 million in cap space. But his, but Harbaugh's work as a quarterback whisperer, and Alex Smith, is, I mean, they're different quarterbacks, but like Alex Smith and Kirk Cousins both value not making a mistake over all else. And so they're actually very similar in that regard. And, yeah. and the 49ers are playing at the highest level with Alex Smith and then like half a season with Smith into the Kaepernick, you know, Kaepernick took over. And the Kaepernick the thing is extremely intriguing to me. Yeah, man, this is, <laughs> it's a, it's amazing, man. The, like the Wilfs do not shy away from this type of a splash. Well, and I actually it. appreciate like, They've that. done it for 15 years. I appreciate yeah. that. Far, mm-hmm. far too much. We, we, in this, market specifically say oh it's minnesota that no you can't do that i like the, the fact that, that they basically bring in east coast bleep this we're going to at least pursue it um so there, there was a comment i think it was the last one dex where vic fangio's name was mm-hmm. thrown out uh, i believe he worked with harbot in san francisco i i know for a fact that there was some there were some discussions before zimmer was fired when they talked about potential staffing 
that Vic Fangio, uh, I think from the front office, and this might have come from Rick at the time before he got let go, that there was some thinking that they were going to bring in an offensive coach, Phil, and that Fangio, if he got fired at Denver, which he subsequently did, would be a good choice. Vic Fangio as D.C. I think would intrigue the Welsh. Yeah, I mean, that would be, I, I again, I think, if as long as Vic uh, as long as Vic Fangio is available, I think that would be the number one choice to be the defensive coordinator. If this happened, why wouldn't it be? Those guys were paired together, had some success. Um, I think Vic Fangio, regardless of who the head coach of the Vikings is, should be as long as he's available. Like, wouldn't you want him to be the defensive coordinator? Like, no, if they if they hired Kevin O'Connell or if they hired yeah. um, D'Amico Ryan's or somebody, like, wouldn't you want just an awesome established defensive coordinator? But it makes the most sense with Harbaugh because of the previous connection. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing here, too. I think if you're the Vikings, do you want to just avoid Harbaugh is a three or four year in burnout guy? All right. Like whoever's fault it was in San Francisco or other places, like it doesn't really matter, like what the pie chart of blame or fault is. Almost everywhere he's been, three or four years falling out, three or four years pay cut Michigan, right? It's like, yep. It's kind of that's kind of the deal with Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Do you guys care about that, or would you rather have like a D'Amico Ryan's or you know a Raheem Morris who's like forty two, forty four years old, right? Somebody that you could see maybe as a 10, 12 year coach, like a Mike Tomlin, if all things went well, or 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 do you look at Harbaugh and say, you know what, screw it, <laughs> he wins everywhere. He went to a, he turned a crappy 49ers franchise around in like five minutes, right? What do you guys think? I'm all for the volatility. Like if <laughs> if here that's my point. I'm like I'm all about volatility because you can't really in the NFL just project we're gonna hire this guy and he's gonna be here for a decade. Uh, like my, the fact Mike Zimmer made it eight years is incredible. Um, so I don't think you can just have the mindset of well, yeah. In theory, it's nice to think we're gonna hire this coach. He's going to be our coach for the next decade. That just doesn't happen in the NFL. So if if I just know the shelf life on any head coach is typically three to five years, and if that's Jim Harbaugh and it goes out with a bang and he leads us to a Super Bowl, I don't care. Do not care. I'm all about the volatility. Judd? Judd, the, the smart version of me, says mm-hmm. I would probably go with a younger coach, a guy who is is going to get an opportunity and might thrive, um, a guy who, who would bring probably what you consider to be more traditional stability. But Judd, the, the uh, Purple Daily analyst, the Mackie and Judd hot take guy, loves this idea. Um and here's the and here's where I think it actually makes sense. The Wilfs ain't changing. Like they're not going to change. And I really do think that in their hearts they want to win right now. Like I don't think that they say personally. I would say let's all take a step back here. Like let's try and do. Let's not be concerned about twenty two. Let's be concerned about twenty three. I don't think that the Wilfs do that. And so the amount of interesting things that could come from a Harbaugh tenure and the fact that he is a good coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm super and in, super intrigued. I I'm all in it. I got I'm all in. Okay. Let me ask you this. So I'm all in. I want Jim Harbaugh. Raheem Morris intrigues me. I think him getting a second chance with, with an I actual agree. infrastructure, like, 
you know, the, the Tampa Bay stint from 12 years ago. I agree. They, they stripped down their whole payroll. It was, it was, he was set up to fail, and he still won 10 games. So I'm intrigued by him. D'Amico Ryans is interesting. I would say if it's not Jim Harbaugh, I want Raheem Morris. But I want Jim Harbaugh. He's my, Jim Harbaugh is now my number one choice to be the next head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, even though there, there's, a, there's a volatility, like Declan said. But let's say Jim Harbaugh said, I want to keep Kirk Cousins. I want to I maximize Kirk Cousins. If you have to extend him, whatever. I'm only taking the job if Kirk Cousins is the starting quarterback. I don't want to start from scratch. I don't want to draft someone. I want to know what I'm getting when I sure. take this job. Sure. What do you do? Get your popcorn. Get I that, say, po- get I that say, popcorn. Okay. I say, get that, right, get that cool. popcorn out. I, this, a Harbaugh Cousins pairing for what we do professionally <laughs> is the greatest thing of all time. That's true. Yes, like yes. there's no lose because if it blows up, that's a win. Um, yeah, get your popcorn. I, I personally think it's a bad idea. And, and if I were Jim's friend and advising him, I would say, don't do this. You don't understand you don't understand what you're getting from watching the film, but as far as our jobs go and and the amount of storylines, yes, I think it would be Jim Harbaugh would challenge Kirk Cousins. I think like Kirk Cousins has never been challenged, and I would love to see how Kirk processed that. Yeah, might not work, but I'd like to see it. Are you index? Yeah, I, I I'm kind of way in on more. It. You're way more like. You're scared. <laughs> I'm scared of, of extending the Kirk Cousins. But I'm also... Well, I am too, but... I'm also open because he's a little bit of a quarterback whisperer. Alex Smith, before Harbaugh got there, started 50 games in San Francisco. He won 19 of them. He was a turnover machine, wasn't a very good quarterback. All of a sudden, Harbaugh gets there, and there's a new level that's unlocked to Alex Smith's game. And it's yeah. not like Alex Smith started playing like a Patrick Mahomes or even on a Drew Brees level at that time. He just figured out something with him. But Alex Smith was also going into his age 27 season in 2011 when Harbaugh got that job. Kirk's in his mid-30s. I don't know if it's necessarily unlocking anything out of Kirk. I think it's more of figuring out how you can get more out of the roster. Kirk is who he is. So is there anything else that Harbaugh can install into Kirk to get more out of him? I just, I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. I'm I'm scared to do that. I'd rather see what he does with Kellen Mond. Because, I mean, Colin Kaepernick was sitting there on the bench as a second-round pick. Like, what are we going to do with this guy? And all of a sudden, he steps in, and he yeah. literally had them on the doorstep winning a Super Bowl. Well, to that point, I mean, listen, Kellen Mond might be a bust. Who knows? But <laughs> I'm laughing as I, th- as I say this. He has a 500% chance of maximizing his potential with Jim Harbaugh compared to with Mike Zimmer. Yes. I mean, Mike Zimmer probably didn't even make eye contact, with, uh, eye contact with him once in practice or in the hallways, right? Jim Harbaugh would actually build a relationship, speak to him, include him in <laughs> conversation and meetings. I think right? hiring Harbaugh, though, would be a we plan on taking this roster and winning football games right now. Yep. It might be misguided. It might be completely wrong. But I think that that would be. And here's the problem. The temptation is going to, to be for every team that's decent in this conference, guys. Everyone's going to look at the quarterbacks and the teams and be like, "Why not us?" Well, dude, yeah, I mean, Brady, right or wrong, if Brady retires, if, yeah, Ro- if, if Brady gets and Rogers goes to Denver, or Denver, something, yes. So, he's and this gone. is also the scenario that we've been guarding against, saying like, "Be careful," you know, looking at what other teams are doing and still capping your potential. But yeah, the NFC, 
it's all old quarterbacks. It's like I it's mean, like Saints, Kyler Murray and a bunch the, of old quarterbacks. The basically. Saints have no, you know, have who now? Yeah, we don't even know. I think you might. There's a chance you might see an influx. Like you might see. I think the next wave of young quarterbacks being drafted, 2022-23, there's a lot of NFC needy teams, so you might see this swing in the next three to five years. Sure. But right now, the NFC has a lot of question marks at quarterback. That's what I'm saying. So, the timing, the timing could not be worse to, to, be, to be ideally retooling, but football fans say, screw that. Yeah. We can win this thing now. And I don't know that you can, but... By the day, this conference is getting worse, not better. I mean, Tampa Bay might be awful next year. Yeah, unless if they get Kirky Boy. Brady doesn't come back. Maybe they get a little Kirky Boy. Well, or how about uh, the or how about twelve for the Packers? Aaron Rodgers in, in Tampa Bay would be a pretty damn good fit, I think. Uh, yeah. Warm weather too, old man. Speculation. Old people you- like the warmth. If you guys are hanging out with us here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, thank you for carving out some of your weekend to uh, to hang with us here. Please click the subscribe button and the like button to, A, help spread the word about the show and this Vikings community that you guys have helped us build. And, uh, B, to get the daily Vikings entertainment and content that you deserve in your feed every single day. And might pop up at any moment. Mm-hmm. You never know. You don't know. It's like, like, an, it's like an RKO out of nowhere. That's right. You're sitting there on a Saturday. You're enjoying your surly. You're like, I can't wait till the next Purple Daily. I wonder, oh, there it is. <laughs> so um, I guess to summarize here, Jim Harbaugh is interviewing with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I have been told he's very, very, very interested in the job. Yeah, Phil Mackey. The yep. Phil Mackey exclusive. This is not a leverage play with Michigan. I mean, if it happens to help his cause in Michigan and he doesn't get the job, great. But this is genuine interest in the Minnesota Vikings job, Jim Harbaugh. So, all right, boys. Championship Sunday tomorrow. If anything else happens or breaks or develops, we may pop on again tomorrow and do uh, another you emergency just never episode. Know. But I, and I, by the way, I, a lot of people asking too about getting Alex. There, you know, can you guys get Booney on? Boone has four kids. He's running around this weekend. Uh, but we will get because obviously Alex Boone played for Jim Harbaugh and he's had you know things to say on the show in the past. So we'll, Booney will be on early in the week. It's coaching this hockey. Week Leave him alone to talk about uh, this Jim Harbaugh right stuff. <laughs> there, I'm just, just stacking. The I'm just going right to stack now. my surleys. <laughs> this show can go on as long as you want, as long <laughs> as I keep wizard. going to my fridge. All right, we got to go because the Royal Rumble is about to start. So okay. For Judd, for our executive producer, Declan, I'm Phil Mackey. This is Daily Vikings Entertainment, Purple Daily. Jim Harbaugh watch, officially on. (laughs) 